So I'm like Michelle and say, I don't know if it was good or not. <laughs> Same here. Okay, goals and values. Great question. Let's go right into that. When your daily activities affect your governing values, you experience inner peace. When your daily activities, and I think I actually do a review right here that you guys have already seen. Um, because we just did session one. But, you know, if you control your life by controlling your time or your events, your governing values are the foundation for personal fulfillment. And do you see how that is true? I mean, you're, because what, what we do in our daily life, we do all these things that don't really matter to me or they don't really reflect back on the value. And so I don't have any personal familiarity because, you know what, it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so, and so it's not important. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, when we have our values... It helps us to not have shoulda, woulda, couldas played on us. Because people will say to you, well, you should have called your mama last night. You know, you could have done that. You know, I would have done that, you know. And so then we have this self-defeating attitude, and instead of just saying, you know, don't shit on me, you know. I mean, it's my choice. I'm living this out, I'm walking it out, and this is more important than me. You know, it's, it don't, and when you have your values and you're walking in that, then that can't. You can't have that guilt conscious on it because I'm doing what's most important to me based on what God's in it. Does that make sense? Because we can so walk in guilt-ridden and we can go back to, I, you know, and it's, I mean, Michelle and I probably have the same mold on that. We want to get it right. We want to do it the correct way, you know, and it's like we hate it because sometimes it's not always the correct way. You know, there's multiple ways to do it and being free and walking that out of it's, it's, it's okay, you know. So, Marilyn's exec. <clears throat> the book that I use, Ten Habits of High, uh, um, Ten Laws of uh, Ten Natural Laws of Time and Life Management by Hiram Smith, tells a story. Hiram would taught this in, for years, thirty thirty years, and Hiram, um, <coughs> excuse me, had an executive come up to him, Merrill Lynch. He taught it at Merrill Lynch every year, and a Merrill Lynch executive came up to him, actually sent him a letter, sent him a letter, and said, you know, I, last year I came to your seminar. And at first I thought, why does this, what is the point of all this? I mean, why does this really matter? But I went home and I sat down and worked on my values. And wrote them out. And one of my values was my son, um, who was eight years old at the time. And I realized I really had not spent quality time with my son and really made it intentional for me to capture, you know, because when they're so young, when they're under, you know, 14 years old, and even when, once they get in high school, I mean, each year is a, is a special year and a unique year and we're learning this, you know. And so he, he said, you know, I had, I've missed so much. And so that, for the past year, I've been very intentional about, you know, going fishing and going to ball games and going home and picking them up and going and getting ice cream cones. And it was very intentional the past year. And uh, later on, the le- and he gave several examples, and later on the letter it said, um, last week my, my son was killed in a tragic accident. And um, he said, I'm breathing greatly, but I have no regrets. And that is what, taking our values and then we're walking through those values at the end of the day, when that crisis comes, we don't have any regrets because, you know, we did what was important. I I actually taught the values. Did I share this? I taught the values on a Sunday just as a fluke at this conference that I was at. I was teaching. I wasn't going to teach it, but there was some free time, and so someone asked me to teach it, so I taught it. Well, I committed to teaching it, and then my three of the girlfriends that were, two of the girlfriends that were at the retreat with me, well, they had heard me give it before, and so they weren't going to come, and they weren't going to town shopping. And I was like, who's going to shopping? 
you know, I don't want to do this. And I literally told them in my class when I went, and I said, I don't want to do this. But this is what's important. You know, and I got 30 seconds into the teaching, you know, talking to 25 people about what I think I'm pretty passionate about and their values for them to go out and live it out. Then, you know, shopping, you know, my, the girlfriend came home and we had fun and, you know, did our thing and then I'm going to see them all in November and December. You know, I mean, it's like, but it was, you know, it's that choice of just dying to self and doing the right thing and doing the next right thing. And we get inner peace when we control our events. Here's what it's going to look like. But, um, by the end of our time, and we're going to talk just today about intermediate and long-range goals, um, but our governing values is the basis for what it is and it leads up to our daily task, because this is the minutiae of life. You know, it's fine talking about values, it's great talking about goals and dreams, but then we've got to get up and do it, you know, nine to five, and so how do we make our daily task become a value to us? Well, it goes back to this being the pyramid that helps us really have focus have tunnel vision, not tunnel vision, but um, I mean it's tunnel vision. You just got pinpoint focus of what's going to go on here. And we don't start with our governing values. <clears throat> we might accomplish a great deal. I mean, we might get everything done on our to-do list. Ching, 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 But the heart of it often is we're not satisfied, and we can get it done. I have. We just had a huge event last Tuesday evening, and I had a great person help me do this. I might have even shared about her last week. Um, but she um, had done events. Had always, had, had just loved to do special events. I mean, it's just her cup of tea. It's like when I get married, she's doing I'm just going to say, Christina, just tell me what time to show up at that wedding. I mean, you know, she'll get it all done. Here's my invitation list. And she's all about details. She's a little, you know, you know, OCD about, like, you know, at the dinner, she was going around making sure the programs and the menu were exactly on the same spot on each one of the plates. I'm like, yes, that's my girl. And so... Anyways, but she said, Becky, it was the most enjoyable event I've ever worked with. And the team we did, and she said, every other event I've ever worked with, it was just, you know, painful, politics and all that stuff. I mean, just, you know, and um, I said, what's the difference? She said, the people, you know, and the purpose of what we were doing. It gave her satisfaction. She got a lot done, but she wasn't satisfied. But when she came and started doing something that really mattered to her, then she was satisfied. And everything. We neglect the things that matter. We do that. If we aren't based on our values, we're doing the urgent. You'll be busy, but you won't be productive. And everything is based on urgency. Man, boom, 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 boom. We go through life all day. We go through the whole day and nothing. We have no idea what she's going to accomplish. And all we're doing is dealing with the urgent. You know, we're in the bedroom and we hear the email ding that we got an email. We run in there and check the email. You know? I'm the worst. I'm not just as guilty. You know, I'm like, turn the email out. You can turn Outlook off, like, and work in other programs and have Outlook off. It's amazing. You know, you can actually turn the sound notification off, you know, and not. Go figure. And it just becomes day-to-day living, and day-to-day living becomes week-to-week living, and week-to-week living becomes month-to-month living, and month-to-month becomes year-to-year, and all of a sudden it's 2015, and we're saying, what happened to my life? What happened to my boy? What happened to my daughter? What happened to you? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what happens. We can stop that by prioritizing our values. And I talked about this just a minute ago. Um, when you have your values, when you have your values, and especially when you have them prioritized, it comes down to I have already made the decision. You know, you can't make the decision whether or not to have sex with the boy when you call into the back seat of the, of the sedan or whatever. I'm going to say the pickup truck. If you call in the back seat of the pickup truck, then you're in a crew, crew cab, and so then maybe you are thinking about it. But anyways, 
But you know, you know, you need to make that decision before you get in the back of the pickup truck. You know, you need to already have your plans and already have that intentionality. I've already made that decision. You know, I am. I'm going to keep my mouth shut in this situation because she's stealing from the church, but. It's more important for us to live in unity and not, you know, have a ball right here in the middle and create a scene. You know, and it's not because I'm not a truth speaker. I'm a truth speaker, you know. And so, but I've already made that decision to move forward in that. Um, you know, it was definitely the opposite happened before I kind of switched my family and my friends. Um, I had uh, a chance to go on a conference and with my friends. Or I could go home and see mom, and I did choose to go home and see mom, you know. And I want to be at the conference the whole time on those things. Those things kind of already get chosen. I want to be an influencer or being physically fit. So I'm going to move forward an influencer. I've already made the decision that I'm going to be financially secure. And I'm going to be frugal. I've made that decision. If I buy that now, or if I use that credit card way over the limit, then I've already made this decision. The answer is no. I can't do that. And for a while, if that means I need to cut up the credit card, I need to put it in the freezer or you know, whatever it is, I've already made that decision. I'm not going to do that. Okay? Does that make sense? And then avoid all rationalizations and compromise. Because if we, we can't rationalize it away, you know. And that, for me, is a huge thing. I'm telling you. I mean, and eating, I can, I mean, food is, because the flesh is always, you know, that's, that's my drug of choice. I mean, I'm an addict to food. And, um, the, um, you know, we can, I can rationalize one of these, you know, well, you know, this one piece of pie is not going to help, not going to hurt. And the problem is I can't just have one piece of pie. I mean, I, if I have one piece of pie, I have to throw the other eight away, seven pieces away, you know. And I have to, like, wash it down the trash can. I mean, wash it down the drain. I can't just, like, put it in the trash can. Because I put it gently on the top of the trash can. <laughs> I'm making a way. I'm not making a way of escape. I'm making a way back. You know, it's got to go all the way, you know. So if you need boys at home, then that's oh, gone. Yeah. It's gone. Well, it's okay now. I just don't buy anything like that. I keep running house. The end does not justify the means, and that's okay. We cannot let the end justify the means along the way. Okay. What matters most in life should not be at the mercy of those less important things. We will plan and live reactively. We just, just, we just react. You know, put, run over here. Oh, i got to run over here. But you just a pinball over there. React, 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 plan. And there's some people that have jobs and situations. My friend, he is a, um, he's the IT support staff. He's on the IT support staff for a, a large accounting firm in Canada. And so his day all day long, he can't plan a day because it is reactionary. I mean, that's just the way it is. You just ding, 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 bang, 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 bang. And what is important is that for him, it's when his boss says, hey, I need you to do this thing as well. Then he needs to be able to go back to the boss and say, boss, okay. I'm more than happy to do the ding, this thing right here that you want me to do, but you're going to have to control some of this dinging because, eight of my, you know, I'm dinging away. So we don't want to live reactively. We want to, you know, get up in the morning and know what the plan is for our life and respond well to those situations. That doesn't mean that, you know, we can't also, and that goes back to being cheerful, that goes back to being an encourager, that's going back to loving our family. That doesn't mean that, you know, kid breaks his arm and says, look, I do not have time to get you to the doctor today. Suck it up. We'll deal with it tomorrow, you know. Or the friend dies, friend's, you know, mama dies, and you need to go run a castle over there, and it's like, well, you know, that's not, no, you respond to those things, you know, but you don't, you're not just reacting. So does that make sense? <clears throat> okay. Here's the nuts and bolts of all this. 
Um, to reach any significant goal, we must leave our comfort zone. Any significant goal that we go after, we actually must leave our comfort zone. Because the definition of a goal is we are going from where we are currently <laughs> to somewhere new. So where we are right now for the most of us is a comfort zone. I mean, it might be a pit, but it's our pit. You know, and this is we're like, you know, so we're going to move out of that, and so we're going to make, move out of our comfort zone. Here are some things. It is absolutely a planned conflict with status quo. A goal is a planned conflict with status quo. Because what is the very definition of a goal is it's going to be something's going to change. It's no longer going to be like this. I'm going to be like that. You know, I'm not going to eat fried food anymore. Boom. You know, there's going to be a change. And so I'm going to encounter an opportunity to go off from the status quo. The status quo is I would just spend money left and right. The status quo was I would just speak whatever I want, whatever I want. I didn't care what they said. The status quo was, you know, I didn't give a rip about anybody else. Does that make does that make sense? Do you see how that? So what that does is so then the goal. Sometimes when we set goals, it scares us because it's <laughs> we're having to change. And what happens if we fail? But this is one of people people will so often not set goals because they're afraid of failing. But the very fact of you not setting goal, you failed. So you don't have to fear it. You failed. <laughs> you know. So and goals will always push us to new behaviors we'd rather not have to worry about. I'd rather not have to worry about how to be nice and be cheerful and be encouraging and to love my family and to, you know, go to bed earlier so I can get up earlier so I can spend time in the Word. I mean, you know, that's what goals are. Here's an example of what it is. The comfort zone is right here. You know, you're just down in this little valley. Some people might call it a rut. And a rut is just a grave with the two ends kicked up, you know. You're just in a rut. And so it takes no effort to stay there. It's going to take some effort to get out and move out to wherever it is. And again, it goes back to why are we moving? Why is this goal here? Because our values that we really believe in that are supposed to be happening in our life aren't happening. And so we want to start doing some changes in our life. Those values, we'll start living them out. Because we've looked at our life and we see that there's pain right here in my life. So you see how this all ties in. This is where we're going. Because we're, we're not just setting a goal out here and saying, you know, by 2015, I'm going to be debt-free. I mean, we might put that out there, and that might be a goal, but what does that tie back to anything back here? You know, and where does it balance with everything else? Because some of that might be, and that was, I mean, I just kind of went through this. I was really pushing hard to be debt-free, and the only debt I have is my home. And a lot of, some people would do this saying that's not a debt because the value of my home was far greater than, than what I owed on my home. And, and I, so I was giving less money away, to really work hard at paying off my debt on my home. And the Lord, and I, this is what he spoke to me. I'm not saying this is true of everybody. For me, he said, you know, it's okay if you're not out of debt in 2008. Or 2015 was the goal at that point. You know, you can push it to 2020. But today, you can be giving more money away to missionaries right now who are saving souls because in 2020, you know, we might not be around. So for me, he had me say, kind of readjust that because my love of Christ was higher than being debt-free. My influence, being an influence, was higher than being debt-free. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so that all of a sudden that ties into, okay, what am I doing? Why am I giving it away? And what's my heart behind it? Because if anybody said, hey, you know, my goal is to be, 20, to be out of debt by 2015, totally own the house, debt-free, you know, that I bought in, you know, 2004, 
it was like, wow. You know, that obviously has got to be a great, you know. But no, it wasn't. It was what Hayes double because I wanted to say, hey, I'm debt free. No, so I give money away to missionaries. Um, bond is hard to leave because it's so comfortable. I think that's the best moral line. That bondage is hard to leave because it is so comfortable. And that is true, girls. You know, it's, we don't want to break out of whatever that bondage is. I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be any, you know, drugs, alcohol, rock and roll kind of thing. It's just whatever bondage that it is that we kind of get taught it, ta- caught into. I think the, in our culture today, we're in a huge, um, I mean, literally today, just this, Fear. I mean, this whole bondage of the stock market. I mean, it dropped another 500 points today. And, um, you know, but it's, you know, that's not a security, you know. It's not a hope. Um, it is painful and it's hard and it's difficult, but, you know, I drove past the gallery on Sunday and, and you know, there's lines of cars filling in the parking lot. I went to dinner at Beck's Prime for lunch and, People were playing golf like there was no tomorrow, and I'm thinking, you know, I mean, we do live in a high, I mean, we live in, you know, Houston's the only one that didn't lose money on their property value this year, only city, I think, but, you know, I'm calling people in Atlanta, that we're not standing in bread lines, we don't have 27% inflation, you know, and it was all paper anyways, <laughs> you know, you didn't lose money yet, because you haven't cashed it in yet, <laughs> you know, so we're in that, because we're, it's, we're in this comfort, I mean, it's comfortable. We've got this big pile over here, and the Lord's like, oh, what? There it is. Let's send Ike, let's send a storm in. You'll start figuring out what your values are. And investment's important, so don't get me wrong, I'm not slamming investments, but you know what I'm saying. Um, this is something that I think is real important that we also, so many people, for me, this is definitely a case. For me, it was challenging to, you know, I didn't want to set a goal out there and then fail. You know? And um, because I wanted, I wanted to get it right, and I wanted to hit the target and do all that kind of stuff. And the Lord really freed me up. And here's a good example. Everything that happened from this day behind me is dry cement. There's, I can't fix it. I can't change it. I can't, you know, God can go back and do something to it, but I can't go back there and fix it. But today I can sit here and I can shoot an arrow forward into some time in the future, and it's landing in wet cement. And until and I shoot it forward, maybe I land it right here. And so through all this time as I approach that, if I get to that point right there, and you know what, it's not quite done, I just bend down and pick up that arrow and shoot it forward again. You know, it's, it's not about getting her done. It's about living a life out that I'm working for getting it done. That, I mean, there's a huge difference in that because if we get so driven in getting it done and getting it done in the original time frame and thoughts that we have, then, then we can get so lost in the doing and not in the being. So we're free to set it out there. But the key is you've got to shoot them out there. You've got to have these arrows that we are shooting out there. We can't just randomly go about living because we will always digress. We will never increase. I mean, everything, everything always goes from order to chaos. If we stop doing anything, you stop cleaning out your refrigerator every month or six weeks as I do. <laughs> you know, a couple of months down the road, it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's just, it's your, your pantry, your kitchen floors, just cleaning into anything, our lives, our hair, our, you know, getting a haircut, getting your collar, let me tell you, get, you, don't, you don't stay up on collar. I mean, it always goes back to chaos. And this kind of will help answer your questions. 
how we do it. And Pastor kind of talked about a little bit the mission, vision, and um, strategy statements that he talked about on Sunday. It's all semantics. You can fill in and put different blanks. This is how I do it. Values answer why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Goals answer what? What am I doing to reach those values that are important to me? And then the daily task answer how. How do I go about doing the what that's important to me because it really matters. is nothing new. If anybody has ever been in any corporate world or done anything like that, you've seen this definition of what a SMART goal is. I mean, this is not any rocket science. Number one, it's got to be specific. It's got to be specific. Um, it's got to be measurable. So there's got to be something with it. There's got to be some quantitative number associated with it. <clears throat> it's got to be action-oriented. It's got, there's got to be, a, you know, your action verb's got to be in there. And for the most part, it's probably going to be a present active participle verb. You know, it's going to be ongoing. It's got to be realistic. You know, um, you know, kids when they're five years old have unrealistic goals. You know, I either want to be a garbage man or a basketball player. I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't you love that? You know, like I think there's any difference between the two of them. A garbage man or a basketball player. And number two, number five, it's got to be timely. You know. Um, some things, um, you know, retirement, that might be, you know, 30, 40 years out down the road that you're kind of making. But most things, they, you know, you need to have three to five-year kind of limits on these goals because you're just not going to have any joy in it. It might be something way down the road. And that's okay. You can have that goal that's way down the road, but try and do intermediate goals along the way to make to that, those things so it's timely. Okay. I'm going to try and do this on the fly. Am. Let's take one of your values. Let's do the one with Timothy, with your son. Okay? So, talk to me about how would you, what would be a goal? Tell it what's the value. I said I want to leave him and know God breaking into our house and never allow him to be a godly mother. Okay. So you want to be at the heart of his, I want to be a godly mother. Okay. And so, um, what are some ways that you can be a godly mother? Give me a goal. How can you be a godly mother? Living up the example. Okay. So how do you do that? In explaining myself specifically to him why I make a choice over doing something else or, you know, giving him the reasoning why. Okay. Here we go. So, um, so, so teach, using, capturing teaching opportunities. Okay. I mean, does that, cause is that kind of what you're doing? It's when you make a decision, you're going to be very intentional about capturing teaching opportunities. Okay, so this is really hard, I think. Because it's a little esoteric. It might be sometimes you get down further. What could be is, how old is Timothy? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so what we might want to do is go down maybe one more step in that of saying, I want to teach him, the goal this week or this month is to teach him about finances. Okay? I mean, that, I mean so, and why we make all the examples of it. So in that finances, that is, I'm going to teach him about goals about finances this week. And um, so that's the goal. Does that make sense? And so then you can kind of break it out to some specific tasks that you're going along. So here's a daily task. That's the big goal up here. It's specific finances. Is what I'm going to teach you. You can even get more specific deeper in that if you want to, but just in general, I'm teaching. Or it could be, I'm going to teach Timothy about finances this year. Yeah. 
And then once a month we're going to talk about tithing. And we're going to talk about credit cards. And we're going to talk about budgeting. And we're going to talk, you know, okay. So this month is about budgeting, okay. So I'm going to teach, I'm going to, Timothy, I'm going to teach Timothy to do a budget using his allowance, you know, this month, okay. So it's specific. I'm going to teach him. It is measurable. Did you teach him or did you not teach him? You know, is it action-oriented? I'm teaching. There's a verb involved in that. Is it realistic? Can I even do it? You know, you know, I'm going to teach finances to him today. No, I mean, that's realistic, you know. And is it timely? You know, is it? And for him, it's 12 years old. So then, so that's the goal. I'm going to teach Timothy about finances this year. We're going to teach Timothy about budgeting in February. Okay? And then you can break those down by saying, you know, on the, this is where the daily tasks come in. Because even the goals, they're not down to the daily tasks. And the goals come down to it's, okay, on Monday evening, you know, we're going to sit down and we're going to use, you know, yeah, 10 minutes, we're going to use Christian financial concepts or that's not what they're called anymore, but, you know, we're going to use whatever labor cat stuff and focus on the family stuff and we're going to do this and then we're going to be real intense. I'm going to go buy envelopes. So there's a ton of tasks that are involved in that because you can't just show up at 5 o'clock with him and say, okay, now I'm going to teach you finances because you're going to have all these tasks before that. So when you're at the store and you're seeing that the to buy the package that really is the best for a 12-year-old costs $45. You're thinking, Lord, this isn't being real financially steward for me to pay $45. But, but it goes back to my values. It's more important for me to be a godly mother than it is to me, you know, financially secure. Now, I'm not going to go into debt. It's not frugal and all that stuff. And maybe there's ways that you sit down and say, you know, hey, Timothy, I could have bought it at the store, but then I, I was able to go online, and we can buy it for less. So, so do you see how you can then take the difference between those goals? Does somebody else want to give me another value and a goal that they might have? That uh, that we can work with. Give me a value, and then we'll work through a goal. Judy. That's easy. I can do that. Have a good choice. Okay, so eating healthy. So. What, like, what would be a goal off the top of your head? How do you think you, I mean, what would you think would be something that you would do to do that? Well, I eat out all Okay. So, um, I can tell you that, well, that is one of my biggest things this year I fixed. It's not being frugal. It's not being frugal. I know. It's not frugal. I go, and this is what hit me. I'd go out and I'd order a chicken Caesar salad, hold the Parmesan, put the dressing on the side, and I'd pay twelve ninety five. You know, and I hold the croutons. And I could have gone and bought, you know, a three to bag dollar, but anyway. So, okay, so I'm going to be, I want to be, I'm going to eat out, out. I'm going to eat well by, I'm not going to eat out this month or this paycheck or this week or whatever, you know, whatever time frame. Let's just say, because I'll do that. I'll, I will force myself to be disciplined and I'll say, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to pay any money for entertainment this week. That's what I'll, that's how I do it for myself. But I'm not going to eat out this week. Okay, so to do that, that means what are you going to do? you got to go to the grocery store <laughs> unless you're going to fast for a week. <laughs> you know, which for me is, I, I can't stand to go to the grocery store. <clears throat> so the goal is, I'm not going to eat out this week. And then the daily task become make a grocery list. Review my week to find out how much, you know, how many times I'm going to be in, you know, because I eat out for, when I work, you know, and so I eat out for work kind of thing if I'm doing lunch and stuff. And then you go to the grocery store and you buy the things. One of the things I do, and actually Andrea and I had talked about this before, for that, to help me from doing that. On Saturdays, one of the big things I do is when I buy a bag of brown rice, I cook the entire bag. And then I put it into um, two-thirds of a cup servings in little Ziploc bags, or even sandwich bags, because I eat them pretty fast. 
and I freeze them. And then I've got my brown, because I really like brown rice better than white rice, and I freeze those, and I always buy the Kroger frozen bags of veggies, and I buy a lot of those. Those are in the freezer. And, um, and then usually on Saturday, I'll cook four or five pieces of chicken or salmon or beef and all that stuff. And then so I've got them cooked, so I come home from work, you know, throw all that in the microwave, and I've got a nice balanced meal. And I don't have to do that. But the goal is, the big goal is, to be, is it goes back to, I will not eat out this week. You know. Well, it doesn't taste as good as, no, it doesn't taste good for, for me. Because here's my other thing, too, is that I, because I do, I probably, I do eat out a lot for work. I mean, it's just a work related that I, I do a lot. And so if I go out for lunch, I might have a heavy lunch. So I come over for dinner, and I'm just going to have a salad. And I, you know, for the most part, uh, I always have fresh salad fixings in the freezer. And um, for the most part, lots of times on my meat, I'm going to only do it a couple times, and I just, you know, throw another piece out there. But my brown rice dish is good, you know. But for me, because I'm just filling the hole, and it's not, and it's, I don't have an affair with cooking. And some people love to cook. I have... Yeah, I mean, so that's a joy for you. It is a no, no, no. That's not oh, it. it's a drudgery for me to do it. They all love to bake. That's my fault. There you go. You know, so that, but that, how is that working on your values in your life? You know, my boys love me. There you go. Your boys love me. What do you think about? Um, like I, wing cuisines and smart. Smart Choice Meals and Weight Watchers Meals are on sale right now at Walmart for $2. <laughs> and I bought, like, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we don't need to go. Is yeah. No, they're awful for you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they're all, they're, they're frozen food, high sodium. It's real heavy sodium. That's where it comes into. Hey, and you know, if it works, it works. I'm all about filling the hole and just not overfilling the hole. I mean, you know, if that's for a season is what we've got to do to kind of work on that and get it to be. And in the lifestyle that you have, hey, if that's what's working for you and you're spending $2 for, you know. But a lot of ways, those, those blank cuisines are only 250 to 300 calories for the most part. Yeah. And um, that's not, at lunch you should eat like a, that's not enough. You should probably have two of them. I mean, if you're eating 1,800 calories, if you're eating 1,800 calories, it's most women, if they do 18 to 2,000 calories, they're going to maintain their current weight that they are right now. And if you're only eating 200 calories at lunch, you're not getting enough nutrition. I'm on my system. Mm-hmm. How's that working for you? It's working. It's Okay, but what's going to happen when you get off? you got to eat real food. How's that going to work? I'm going to nutritionist. There you go. Okay. I got more to Whatever it takes. There you go. What I was going to tell you yep. is that with my lunch and dinner meal, I'm to eat uh, a salad with it. Yeah. And then, and I'm, I am to eat fruit twice a day. I don't do it, but. One of the great things is that you should okay, eat, for breakfast, you should eat like a king, eat like a, a prince at lunch, and eat like a pauper at dinner. I mean, that's no, just I a healthy way to do it. That's just the way it is, so. Does, it, does that make sense in Alma's values? Does that help on the on the? Play, there you go. But it's, it is because you get busy. Right. Mhm. 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 
Well, something happens with your friends, too, because I'm like that, too. Like, there's something that happens when you have dinner with a yeah. friend. Absolutely, it's a fellowship. Well, you're not eating alone. Well, you're not eating alone, and you have... Yes. Fellowship. Fellowship. So here's the, here's the thing that comes down, Judy, that it, it comes down to this. You know, you said it was important for you to be more financially frugal and to eat, eat whatever. So we've got this choice where it's like, girlfriend, I'd love to do it, but, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays are really, i got to eat, you know, but can we go get coffee instead? Mm-hmm. You know, so you do grab dinner, you grab dinner at home, but then you go meet up for coffee afterwards. You know, I mean, I understand that. I mean, I stand eating my breakfast most of the time standing up, you know. Or you could just say, hey, you know, in the long run, it's really not important. I can afford to to eat out every night, and my friends are more important, and, you know, maybe we're going to do better. I'm going to do better. For me right now, because I've gained 10 pounds this year, but now I've dropped 6 pounds, but um, i got 4 pounds to go before the 1st of December when I need to be where I am, but um, for me right now, when I go out to eat, kind of my little rule, because... I make rules. If I get mad, I make a rule. I get happy, I make a rule. You know, <laughs> things are going good, I make a rule. Things are going bad, I make a rule. I make a rule, make a rule, make a rule. But anyways, I, my rule, for, make a goal. But it really lost for me because I'm so legalistic. But anyways, but for me, the um, for me, I just if I'm going out to eat in this season of my life, I need to order a salad. Right. I need to order a salad. I need to have the dressing on the side, and it can be any kind of salad, not a fried chicken salad, but it can be anything. It's got don't hold the the beans and the cheese and the croutons and the, you know, no. I'm free in that, but I need to order a salad and put the dressing on the side and then and then I can have a healthy meal in that. And that's usually where I get most of my meat, so then I go home for dinner. I might have a salad, I might just have, you know, rice and veggies or whatever the situation is. So does that make sense? Yeah. Well, how important is it to you? And that's what it comes down to you. If it's really important to you, then we're going to push, then it's worth the pain. Delayed gratification is scheduling the pain and the pleasure in such a way so that the pleasure comes first so that you can enjoy the pain. I mean, the, the pain comes first so you can enjoy the pleasure later and, and longer. And that's really what it gets down to. Delayed gratification, that's a, it's actually Peck who wrote A Road Less Travel, he quoted that. Delayed gratification It's just kind of managing your the pain and the pleasure, because you're going to get both of them, you know. And so, because this is important for me, I'm going to deal with the pain first and push through that pain so that I can have the pleasure of that, you know. And so it just really comes down to, yeah, that's, it's important. It's hard. I don't want to do this. But it's important to me. So, Lord, give me the strength because I want to do this, because this is what you want me to do, and this is important for my values. And you know, I don't understand, apart from Christ, how you live life. Because apart from Christ, who gives a flying stinking rip? I'd weigh 700 pounds. I'd rob and steal and cheat. I mean, really? Whatever it would do to fill the hole. Dang. My battery. My battery was done. Um, but it's okay. I think we'd cut most of the slides. I got the answers. Um, how do you do it apart from Christ? Because his, hearing him and seeing him before him and having a big old honking pile of gold, silver, precious stones. That's a motivation for me. Some of my friends, it's not as much a motivation, but for me, that's a huge motivation. I want to please them. I want to get a well done, you know, and I don't want to say, you know, it's just, and I do, and I'm not perfect, and there's plenty of goals I have that I don't satisfy, but it really just kind of comes down. I'm going to push on through and, and do that, so. So, I mean. Well, what about the value of the, um, you know, the 
Yeah. Do I need a goal for every value in my Like, uh, give me an example of your value I strive for excellence. It's going to be your goal for you. Like that little, uh, a little more esoteric kind of thing. Um, those are one. Any of those that are kind of um, characteristics or character traits. Um, what? Uh, and this came from Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. I mean, like Ben from Franklin. You know, 1700 electric kite. You know all that stuff. And, um, he had 13 characteristics that he worked on, frugality and, and, I don't know what they all were, but 13 that were like excellence and cheerfulness and all that stuff. And so every week, so once a week for every quarter for like 50 years of his life, he picked one of those character traits. And he said, I'm going to really focus on being cheerful. I'm going to really focus on being excellent. I'm going to really focus on being authentic. Because it really is hard, okay, this is my goal of all, you know, getting, and so for, my, for me, for those character traits that I've had done, it's just, I've really kind of done that. And I've looked at it and said, okay, I'm going to be cheerful this week. I'm going to really look for opportunities to be cheerful and to choose cheerfulness over bitterness, cheerfulness over anger, and really walk that out and work on that, and work on that trait. And something like that, you would have an accountability partner who would measure it? That would be wise. It would be wise to have that. And, and how did you do and how are we working on that? You know, it could be a self-evaluation that you're journaling and walking through those kind of things. Um, uh, for me, other character traits require greater work, and I think I share with this humility is one of my, it's not a character trait, it's just a reality that we need to live as Christians. And for me, to help me walk in humility is I pick up trash. Did I share that last time? If, I, if there's trash on the ground, I pick it up. And, um, you wear gloves? No. Because <laughs> he's calling me to it, he's going to protect me, so I'm running one, I fall on my right and my left. The, um, and it is, and like if I'm walking across the parking lot and I see a track, my friend Carol Lewis and I, as we work out in the mornings, we usually will walk once around the outside of the church here, and um, usually the newspaper's out there, and we pick up the bag from the newspaper, and we pick up trash along there. And it just becomes, it, it, because cause my thought often was at first, well, somebody's paid to do that, you know? Well, I need to think of myself more highly. I should not think of myself more highly than somebody else. So I'm going to bless him picking up this trash. So there's some character traits that are just like, whoa, that one for me is a huge one that I need it because, it, it, you know, if we humble ourselves, he's going to exalt us. If we exalt ourselves, he's going to humble us. So that for me is a character trait on those. So any of those that are, and a lot of mine are much more. Um, um, but if you review those character traits and they kind of stick in the front of your mind about living in integrity, then, I mean, like for me, one of the big things in the past four years has been embellishment. Because I can flat, you know, Tell a yarn, you know what I'm saying? And and so I would embellish the story, not necessarily to make myself look better, as much as it just to make a better story, you know. And it's like I can't do that. I was trying to, something happened today, you know. I said, oh, you know, like there was ten of us, and it was like there was eight of us, and so I had to like say, really, there was only eight of us. But you know, <laughs> but it's like I can't get away with squat, you know. I can't get rid of those things. So does that help? Does that, do you see how those kind of work out? Um, because there are some that you're not going to be able to definitely put down a goal as much as just, hey, I'm being cheerful. But there, there should be some goals or some kind of focus for most of these. For the cheerful ones, all, any of these that are character traits, you know, a goal could be just, hey, I'm going to memorize three scriptures associated with these goals. You know, and what does it look like? I'm going to read books about that. I'm going to see people, I'm going to watch people and say, you know, 
who are, who's, you know, who's got a gentle and quiet spirit, hey, that I want to walk after? Who's, you know, so find those people and, hey, spend time with them, what are those characteristics, and how would you deal with blah, 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 blah. So those are mentoring things. Okay. Anything else? Any other questions or anything that, anybody, any other goals somebody wanted me to, to fly from? Yes, Andrew. Uh, how about living a spirit-led life? Living a spirit-led life. Okay. And you can do that. Um, living a spirit-led life, it would come back to, okay, well, first you've got to know, we can go through each one of those, you know. Number one, I've got to walk in submission because if I want to be led, i got to submit. You know, so how do I, you know, so the goal is, you know, walking in submission, so how do I walk that in submission? A spirit, leading a spirit-led life, living a spirit-led life. Then it would go to the spirit. I need to know the spirit more, so how are some of those things? So then it kind of goes back to this quiet time. You know, I'm walking those out and knowing the scripture and pausing for that. Um, you know, this is a huge thing, and for me, and I don't do this, it's not an issue, maybe I should do it, but, it, I mean, the Lord just spoke to me. Part of is... Stopping before I make any decision, whether it's to what parking spot to take, to what gas station to get my gas at, and ask the Lord, where should I go? Because He cares. He cares. And if we stop at every decision that we make, we take that five seconds, and if the God doesn't like make a real impression in the first three seconds, then you're free to move. You know, take your parking spot. Um, so those are things. Of course, in plenty of scripture can be memorized with those that you can appoint to that. And um, and then always any major decision, I'm going to line it up with scripture, and I'm going to ask you know two counselors that are men, you know mentors of mine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I think passion is an interesting one too, because you had talked about you were passionate, and I can't think of a C word that would go passionate pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, a Jesus powered woman. That's kind of what I thought too. <laughs> there you go. But. Um, uh, Passion is another one that's a little esoteric, but on the same side, it can kind of, and I don't like having negative goals, but it can kind of work back on the back side of this too, of saying, I'm not going to do anything that I'm not passionate about. And I'm going to say no to those things in my life that are not essential, that I'm not passionate about. You're just stealing your time where you can do something that you can be more passionate about. You know, those kind of things. So. You know, and whether it's cheerfulness or whatever, I'm going to eliminate people in my life that aren't cheerful, but I can. You know, Tracy, you can get rid of Pam anytime you want. <laughs> you know those prank calls you're going to get? Like, what? <laughs> I turned my phone off, remember? <laughs> That's exactly. There you go. There you go. Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3 says this, I'll stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I'll keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision, record the goal, record it, and ascribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. You know, our goals, our values, they're for a point in time, they're off in the future. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail, though it tarries. Wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay. And that's perseverance. You know, some of these goals are just going to persevere through. Jesus said this. He had a goal. He, he replied, go tell that fox. I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I'll reach my goal. He had a goal. He had a purpose. He had a plan. Second uh, Corinthians 5, 9. It's a great verse. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we're at home or in the body or away from him. 
difficult to please Him. I want to please the Lord. Galatians 3.3, and this is really important, especially for those of us that are both drivers and get her done. Galatians 3.3 says, Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? And that is so true, in my, again, in my own personal life. I do that. You know, I'm like, okay, the Lord speaks. I'm like, gotcha. I'm off. I'm doing my thing. I'm getting it done. Oh, did you, do you want to go with me on this? <laughs> you know, we just kind of leave the Spirit behind in the van. It was like, oh, okay. You were like, okay, let's go together. Oh, you lead. Oh, you lead. <laughs> so um, those are important things. And on the back of your um, handouts further along, to help you out, um, or some categories and of how you can look specifically that might tie back to some of your goals. And then these are just these are secular based, very you know broad questions you can ask yourself. How are we doing being physically fit? Our family, how are we spending family and spouse, spiritual, humanitarian, company career, company strategic, financial, community, political, educational, personal development. So. Exactly. I can, um, you know, what, again, tying back to my values and what's important to me, I'm leaving next Thursday at 9 o'clock to fly to Colorado Springs to um, work the um, McCain Palin campaign in Colorado Springs. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All of my own expenses. I had to take time off to do that. But um, it's important to me. It's an important value to me. So I'm spending my own time, my resources, and my money, and because I can. And it's a real, it, you know, um, regardless of where you are in the position, I think we should, again, because I'm passionate. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you can imagine. I think everybody should be passionate about something. And so I'm real passionate about, I'm real con- passionate and concerned about the upcoming election and what's going to happen. But I'm able to invest my time, and a real big part of it was I didn't want to wake up November 5th and be disappointed in the results and um, know that I could have done something about it. So, um, I mean, it doesn't affect. I mean, we'll still have class next Wednesday, and I plan to be here the Wednesday after that. We'll um, come in at 5.30, so. 5.30? Oh, 5.30. 5.30 on the following Wednesday, I land. Oh, you come in. I land at 5.30, so I got an hour. So I'll be sliding in. So, um, but yeah, it'll be great. Next week, we will, you got homework in there. What I'd like you to do is take your goals, write your values, you know, work on your values. Again, this is y'all, this is an ongoing thing. At the end of three weeks, we're not going to be done. It's going to be an evolving thing that you're always going to be working on. And the big thing I want to encourage you on all this is that I want to help you do this because it really is, and it's fine to be able to bounce ideas off and, hey, Beck, how do we do this? Or what about that? Or how do we, how do we work that out? And then, um, um, and then we'll do the same thing next week. We'll talk through kind of our goals. And if there's more of us in here, we'll, you know, kind of walk through how those goals work or share your values and let's figure out what those goals look. And then we'll talk specifically about daily tasks. And I'm really going to spend a lot of time being very, very practical about a planner that I use and what I use to keep track of my life that, you know, you can use or you can copy it and, you know, create it. And I have a friend that created it all in Word documents and she prints out her own, you know, planner sheets and all that stuff to really come down and talk about that. So, okay? How's that sound? Is that good? All right, so Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. Um, we thank you that you instill upon us, uh, instill in us, truth and values and what's important to us. Thank you for all the ladies that are here today, and I just ask that you would um, 
help them to live out their values, Father God, and even just being conscious and being intentional, Father God, about what their how their life is going to how they want to live their life, Father God, that they will um, even today start living out their values in a greater way. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Okay.